Welcome to the I Give an F1 podcast. I'm Allison. And I'm Lynette. And we're here to talk about the latest news in Formula One. So welcome back. Um, it is Sunday for us today recording. Yeah. And the race just finished about an hour ago. Yeah, so we are going to try this new thing called recording right after the race, <laughs> which could kind of nail us in the butt a few times because yeah. with penalties coming in and things like that, I mean, yeah. Who knows? Who but knows? I think today we're, but it's gonna we're be pretty fun. good. <laughs> I'm excited because I'm fresh. Like, I know what happened. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And especially on a sprint weekend, which can kind of like... You can kind of forget about it after Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then recording on Monday or Tuesday. It's just hard to remember every little thing that happens, but I think this weekend was pretty easy to keep up with. Yeah, I think so. So let's get into it. Yeah, so Brazil, Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. I'm like, (laughs) after seeing this weekend, or like all the footage, I'm like, I kind of want to go. I feel like it's on my list. Really? Yeah, I mean, not at the very, very top, but <laughs> um, speaking of at the very, very top, what would be like next on your list of races to go to next? Because um, you've been to so many now. Yeah, well, for sure, I want to go to Imola because I know they are there till 2025 and they probably won't come back. OK, so I want to do them for sure. And then I don't know, um, maybe I like like. Belgium and like all those areas because it's like so pretty but then it rains so much (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like wanting to go where it's pretty but um yeah yeah so it'd also be a a pretty good spot to be able to like venture off to other places Mm -hmm. and see as well which is kind of how I choose the races that I like to go to abroad just so that I can see one place and easily get to another one yeah to like of- if they have some back-to-back races or maybe um start like your weekend with one and then yeah. have some travel time and then in two weeks finish it off and then head back home yeah that would be good yes exactly <laughs> but yeah um yeah Imola for sure and I think Spain is on that list for sure mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. it's yeah. on my list too <laughs> So, okay, we digress. Let's get uh-huh. into it. So qualifying. Yes. So we're going to start like usual um, when, when it's sprint weekends, we're going to start with the sprint. Oh, sprint first, shootout. Right? So yeah. sprint shootout, um, which is on Saturday. This way it just kind of keeps it a little more orga- organized for us, yes. I feel like. Yes. Instead of jumping back and forth. Yeah. Um, but before that, we had some new rules Thankfully. Yeah. So we've been having some issues with the pit lane Mm -hmm. and like them just waiting there and stopping. So they put in some new rules, which we were wondering uh, last time what happened because they didn't. It happened what like three, four times and they didn't give anybody a penalty. So I wonder if it was because they just figured, all right, like this is it. And now we're going to plan on putting an end to this. And so they just kind of let it go. So, yeah. So they put um, some new rules that they either have to move over to the, to left, the left and let them through or right. or have you know go like at a certain speed or something so yeah i noticed a lot of max not having any of it he <laughs> was like like going past people mm-hmm. on the right almost yeah. the whole time so <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and i was wondering like are they gonna slip up because i had a feeling that they were gonna slip up mm-hmm. <laughs> once the the new rules were put in place and a few of them did so yeah yeah. yeah. So, but we're um, happy that they at least had something because I think for a couple of weeks we were all really frustrated that nothing was happening and everyone's qualifying and sprint mm-hmm. shootout times were getting compromised because they were getting stuck in the pit lane. Yeah. 
So we're just glad that they finally figured out something for that. Yeah. So sprint shootout, really there wasn't much going on except for the Ocon and Alonso mm-hmm. crash. Which happened in Q1. And um, what do you think about that and Ocon's reaction and whose fault it was? And um, Well, I can tell you what... Well, obviously it was his fault. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and he was still denying it till, till the end. He really doesn't believe that, that yeah. it was his fault. Yeah. So, well, and you agree, right? That oh, yeah. you think it was yeah, his fault? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you, from his onboard, you can clearly see that he has that snap and that he turns right, like practically straight into mm-hmm. Fernando. And, yeah. And he kind of was able to correct it a little bit, but it was too late. So I think SD Bestie has two sides. And I was thinking about this today. He's got like his racing side mm-hmm. where when he's like on track and hot headed, he can make some really like kind of empty headed comments, just like just just not even thinking with mm-hmm. his head. You know what I mean? Like and he's just very he shows some immaturity sometimes yeah. in that sense. Yeah. But then you get him off track. You're like, oh, he's so likable. He's so friendly. He's on TikTok. You know, he's <laughs> like, he's like Esty Bestie. Yeah, but you maybe know? those are but the ones you have to be careful he with. He ain't Alonzo's you know? Esty Bestie. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> <laughs> so Alonzo, actually, he said, um, quote, he's still very immature and hasn't changed his way of seeing things, but oh well, there are other things that don't change either. He started behind me like last year and he stayed there like last year. So everything continues as usual. (laughs) Wow. That's some shade. Yeah. That's some shade. Um, I don't, I don't disagree with Alonzo, but like, it was interesting because in the comments directly after Alonzo wasn't, you know, blaming Esteban right mm-hmm. away. He was like, I haven't seen the videos. I'm yeah, I sure. like that from him, which some people might think like, oh, that's a little bit surprising that he didn't immediately go. But I think Fernando probably knew and he's like, OK, I know him and I'm just going to, you know, just going to say, oh, he, you know, we crashed. He didn't say he crashed into me. We he crashed. Said, we crashed. Mm-hmm. I'm OK. Our times were yes. compromised. And so Our, he kind of yeah. was like, I'm just going to play the cool guy here. And the truth will come out once we see all the <laughs> all the videos and everything. So, yeah. So I think we're, we're all in agree agreement there. But, you know, they move on and mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Esty bestie, not such a bestie this week. Yeah. But. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty much um, like the most exciting thing, I guess you could say, yeah. that happened in Q1. And then so we had, and then obviously they were still trying to like deal with the issues in the pit lane. So we had a couple of them not fully move all the way to the left and or go too slow, um, which caused some penalties. Oh, no, sorry. That was on Friday. See? Yeah, yeah. See, that was <laughs> okay. on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically I think everyone that was, was it. good yeah. at the, on the sprint shootout. Yeah. And then the sprint race. So sprint race, we saw Verstappen just like come ahead mm-hmm. right away. And yeah. Like so won. the top three was Lando. Yeah. Lando. Max and Perez. So Perez was back yeah. up there with a good quality qu- qualifying. Yeah. And I, I will say... Perez overall this weekend impressed me Mm -hmm. and we can talk about that more later, but I just felt like after coming off of Mexico and being able to hit those like qualifying times Mm -hmm. was impressive to me. I was like, okay, like he's not letting it get to him. Like, let's see what happens in the actual race, but qualifying has never been his strong suit. We know. So 
yeah, I was impressed with that. But then, of course, you know, Verstappen pulled out ahead of Lando, like, right away. Right away. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about it? I mean, did you feel like Lando could have kept his P1? For a little bit longer, I think the start that he had just wasn't all that great. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, but also, like, George was able to get ahead of Perez, too, Yeah, at the start. So it was, I think they just didn't have that great of a start and you know max just takes advantage of that and right and that was it basically <laughs> yeah yeah so sprint race to me so i had actually texted you <laughs> while this was happening and i was just like oh this is so frustrating and so like i don't know i thought that there wasn't much going on but then when we asked you guys y'all were all like oh no it's a great race like yeah. I, I, we loved watching it blah blah i just felt like it was so much like back and forth I'd be like oh my gosh George is ahead of Perez oh wait no he's not oh my god Charles is and no oh oh, Lewis no like literally every time there was so much going on it was like cars would pull ahead then the DRS would come back and then that other the car who got passed would get ahead again Mm -hmm. so it was like to me I was just like oh I just feel like (laughs) nothing's happening like but I mean I guess everybody else thought yeah, they, they I liked thought, it. Yeah, and I, I thought did it was. It. So really- <laughs> I'm alone on an island over here. <laughs> I thought it was exciting. Like I liked seeing pretty much like you had two to three cars like going into the turn with one in the front or one in the back, and just kind of like I mean, yeah, they were going back and forth, but I just liked how they were all so close, like wheel to wheel racing, and yeah. you could see who who knew like what lines to take who, who was thinking ahead of like okay this is what i have to do because i know there's another drs coming and like you just i feel like they had to think more it was like actual racing right instead yeah. of like a drs i pass you and that's it i'm yeah. i've taken off and maybe and it's, it's over maybe i need to rewatch it just to like <laughs> <laughs> give it another chance yeah but there i just i liked seeing all the cars together and there was clean racing too with Mm -hmm. how many of them were like bunched up at some of the turns sometimes trying to overtake yeah so it was good to see like clean racing and just a lot of overtakes back and forth and yeah and it wasn't just about the drs letting me pass it was like the drs and now my skill plus i have a faster car like you got to see who really yeah could you know come out on top there yeah so so who came out on top? Uh, let's see. We had. <laughs> <laughs> so the top three were Max, Lando, mm-hmm. and Checo. But most of the action, I think, happened like in the midfield. In the midfield, mm-hmm. yeah. We had like Yuki eight through got, ten. Yuki got points. Yeah. And towards the end, I mean, pretty much those last two laps, Yuki was really coming in on Charles. And I think if there was probably like one or two more laps, we ha- he might have been able to overtake Charles. And then we had Carlos also on the last two laps um, coming up on Lewis. So mm-hmm. it was yeah, like, there was the some, some action for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and then, of course, like Max was recorded after the sprint race saying that he's like, Ugh. Yeah. He was asking his opinion about the sprint race. He's like, well, you know what's going to happen on Sunday now. Yeah, so. and they keep asking him, too, about it. And it's probably like, OK, I, what do you I, think my you're answer is not going to change. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to change. 100%. Yeah. So you, do, is there anything else you wanted to chat about before we get into qualifying? Um, no, I think that's pretty much it. Cool. <laughs> so qualifying on Friday, we had 
a very short practice and then went into qualifying with our new pit lane exit rules. Mm -hmm. And we had several penalties. Yes, which I had a feeling, like I said, so we had three and it was Russell, Gasly and Ocon. So they each got two place grid penalties for Mm -hmm. just driving slow and not staying to the left. We also had potentially thought that maybe Lewis and Yuki got into something in the pit lane exit, but Mm -hmm. I think it ended up being George. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a little bit of confusion, I think, on the on the uh, broadcasting saying that it might be Lewis, but Mm -hmm. he didn't end up getting penalized. So it was just Gasly, Ocon and Russell. And yeah, overall, it was an interesting qualifying. Um, They only had one lap once it got to Q3. Um, they only had one lap due to the inclement weather, which was wild mm-hmm. <laughs> the way it looked, like how dark it was. That was crazy. So they just had like basically their first lap that they went out on. And, yeah. and that was it. That was so cool. The storms rolling in like that and mm-hmm. seeing seeing the, the video footage of it. I mean, yeah. it was I mean, I felt I was obviously fearful for the people that were there (laughs) and thankfully no one seemed to get hurt, Mm -hmm. but there were a lot of structural damages to grandstands and things like that. Um, I was wondering why they hadn't gone on and said like maybe for the crowds to go take cover or something Yeah, because it looked really, really bad. And then you see everybody just kind of like still hanging out, like if nothing. And, and obviously it was bad because we did have some damage to like the grandstands one of them kind of like fell a little bit and the top of one like was ripped off but yeah everybody was okay but I did think you know that I was surprised about about them not letting like the the fans like take cover or something yeah and but maybe they're used to it (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe that's normal for them yeah um yeah we had I, I thought it was really interesting after the fact you know Obviously, Stroll and Alonso kind of got a lucky strike there mm-hmm. with their position in, in Q3. They were the first ones out, right? They were the first yeah. ones out. So they got a, a pretty good lap time in. Leclerc ended up coming in second and on interviews afterwards was saying, this is the craziest, mm-hmm. probably my craziest experience in Formula One because yeah. it just looked like it was raining and wet outside but it wasn't but my car was almost acting like it was yeah and the wind was really really strong so that affected his car a lot and he even said that he thought about just aborting the lap which right. i mean good like for him luckily he didn't because he yeah. was able to get second and on the first row which yeah and i think overall i was surprised to see aston martin at the t- you know at the top because I felt like we might see more of like a Alpha Tauri or a Williams mm-hmm. car up in the top 10. And Albon and Logan, just nothing there. Yeah. Nothing there. And then Sonoda and Ricardo, nothing there. I mean, it was just kind of disappointing, especially after a week of Ricardo, you know, mm-hmm. doing so well. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit disappointing for them, but. Good for Alonzo and good for Stroll because I feel like he's had a rough season. (laughs) Yeah. And so to be able to kind of come out in a good, good position for Mm -hmm. race day was good for him. Probably a little bit of a confidence booster. So that's all I had for qualifying. Did you have anything Um, else? So just our top three was Max, Charles, and Lance Mm -hmm. ahead of Alonzo. 
Yeah. So that brings us into race day mm-hmm. and our grid walk. <laughs> kind of back, right? A little bit. I was so glad to see Martin back. I was like, oh my gosh, here he is. Like, who's he going to, who's he going to interview? Mm-hmm. And then for a while I was like, oh man, like no one cool, no one funny or like interesting mm-hmm. is going to be there. Like he's probably going to do what he's been doing the last few weeks, yeah. which is, you know, avoiding, avoiding celebrities. celebrities. <laughs> well, no, that didn't happen. He went right straight yeah. up to Machine Gun Kelly. He had to have known. I mean, he was avoiding others and he he kind of saw him and was like i'm gonna talk to this guy <laughs> let's, let's see have, what he has to say i have never seen a more awkward yeah. person being interviewed like what did he say he goes um how how's everything going in your career and he's like mm-hmm. i don't really focus on my career yeah i'm well, like and, what and do and you mean you don't was, focus on your career and like, then at first he was just like silent. i can't hear he's like i'm sorry i can't hear i was like oh my gosh please just walk away already but <laughs> he finally answered him yeah and he's like i don't focus like okay so what about formula one what do you think about formula one he at least had a couple things he to literally say about was that. like well lewis is in a studio next to me yeah and that was cool <laughs> i'm like are you even supposed to be here? I like, know. Do you even know where you are? <laughs> Probably not. Do you not. even know who you are? <laughs> like, what on earth? I mean, and actually, I actually listened to some of his music. So I knew as soon as I saw him, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no. I was like, oh, no, don't, don't, just don't. <laughs> it was so bad. And yeah. then, like, at the end, he's like, well, play, play air guitar with me. And it was the most classic Martin Brundle thing ever to be like, no, I, I don't do that. Yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> it's like, I have to get going. <laughs> I have to get going. <laughs> yeah. And then they said um, towards the middle of the race that he just left, that he left the race early. So Okay. So we did ask you guys what you thought about that special, special <laughs> moment. And thank you so much for all of these wonderful comments. We're just going to read a couple of them. But Vicki Masson said... The man has left the track before the race has even finished. These celebs shouldn't be given tickets to these events. So unfair for fans who actually want to watch the race. Um, I, I couldn't agree more, especially with when it's a celebrity that like truly does not care. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he actually really cared about the race or anything about it. And it didn't seem like he knew what was going on. Yeah. And yeah that was like super weird and disappointing and yeah the fact that he left early i was just like and i wonder what team what he was with like who invited him because i'm sure he didn't just show up there on his own wanting to watch the race like get tickets on his own so i wonder who he was invited by yeah i don't know um so yeah and so then we have others saying not shocking and then weird (laughs) which it was (laughs) and um, and we have one that says, quote, this is not us, <laughs> quote, throw that banana in the trash where it belongs. <laughs> okay. Um, not our words, yours. Yeah. <laughs> so don't come for us. Um, but that was hilarious. Um, and yeah, he, he was an interesting character to watch for sure. So that brought us into our beautiful Brazilian vibes <laughs> race day, which by the way, I loved, I loved all the color. I loved all the, like the national anthem, like everyone was dancing mm-hmm. and I just love that. The Brazilian the little vibes. kid playing the, what is it? Like a ukulele. Mm-hmm. He was so happy. So cute. <laughs> like so adorable. Yeah. So that was a, a good, a good pre-race mm-hmm. show I thought. And then we get into the race, which drama before it even started. Yeah. 
Did you even think that that was going to happen in the, at the start? That was crazy. I don't know truly that anyone has worse luck than Charles. <laughs> I don't think I've actually ever seen this happen to drivers as much as it happens to him. I feel like I remember specific times where mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, wait, that happened then and it's yeah. happening again. And like, what do you think? I just, do you think he just has bad luck or do you think, I mean, it's just coincidence? <laughs> like, I don't know what it is, above. but yeah, <laughs> what else can, can happen to him, you know? Poor mm. thing. Yeah. When I saw the car in the wall, I was like, oh God, what I, happened? Like, did you? like just crash into the wall what happened but luckily it wasn't him like no. it wasn't a fault of his own something happened with the car um, it was a hydraulics issue power steering like yeah his the power ceiling steering but he also said that that wasn't the issue after all so something else yeah that they've got going on there yeah so in the in the actual footage on his uh dash cam or whatever you can see he, like he's holding on to the wheel and then all of a sudden the wheel like jerks. Mm -hmm. And so he, he lost like his, whatever happened with the steering wheel, just like lost function. And he was trying to keep it mm -hmm. without crashing. Yeah. And then yeah. he had some kind of engine failure. So it was like a couple things going on. So it could be something even bigger, like right. a bigger issue and not necessarily just the hydraulic system or yeah the engine or something. And else, there was but... a bit of confusion there. I couldn't tell if, they were like, can he come back in the race mm -hmm. or not? Because at that point, everyone was getting ready to go back to, mm -hmm. or, you know, getting ready to start the race. But then we had a big crash right away. Yeah, the red and so flag. everyone was like, what's going on? Like, does Charles get to go back in? And mm -hmm. they showed so much video footage of Charles. <laughs> Just running, running around. From side to side. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is he doing? And yeah. what, what, what? But I don't know why they kept making it seem like he could go back into the race. I mean, he left his car. Yeah. The car clearly couldn't run. So there was no way he was going to be able, they were going to be able to get that car back to the pit lane and get it worked on and ready yeah. to go so bigger problems there was than no just, way yeah yeah front front wing damage yeah. bigger problems than that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so getting into the race um lap one we had an incident mm -hmm. that caused a red flag yeah pretty big incident um everybody was okay but we had albon um and basically the in the middle well the hosses hulkenberg yeah, was in the middle in the middle magnuson was on the left and, and albon yeah right. and they just kind of like we went into it and now went into the wall and then we had tires flying that bounced on ricardo's car so he had some yes. some damage like and towards I the wing hulkenberg or magnuson hit oscar's Oscar. yeah they went wing. into mm -hmm, they went into the back of him so lots just, of damage yeah parts everywhere so they had to red flag it clean that up and and get the the barriers fixed so if you had to put blame on one of the drivers who would you put blame on? I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think anyone's going to be penalized. And I do mm -hmm. think it was just a racing incident. Yeah. There was nowhere Hulkenberg could go. I don't think there was anywhere Albon could go. He was very snug on the right side. I do think Magnuson could have left a little more room on the right, mm -hmm. knowing that there were the two cars to his right. But maybe he didn't see Hulkenberg. Maybe yeah. he only saw Albon. Who knows? But I think if anyone were to blame, I would maybe put it a little bit more on Magnuson. Who was on the, left. the outside, the he outside was, left, right? He was on, 
So yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was on the left hand side. Yeah. 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 Um, it's just hard to tell. There was, you know, so many around there and there was like such little space. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, Hulkenberg was kind of drifting a little bit more to the left maybe than he should have. Magnuson was just going straight. So I think definitely no fault on his part and he couldn't, you know, slam on the brakes because he has people behind him. So, um, mm -hmm. and, and Albon, I did notice Albon, like he kind of turned his car a little bit to the left, maybe too early. Mm -hmm. And that's how like he hit uh, Magnuson's car. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, regardless, no, uh, no penalties yeah. that we know of. Yet. I, yeah. I don't think it was like any specific, like anyone specific fault, like you did this and caused all of this. I yeah. think it just there was just it was so fast such a small space and, and things like that happen mm -hmm. when the grid gets congested like yeah. that so yeah so basically they ever you know all the cars went back in some changed tires some you know revert or got a little bit of damage fixed on their cars mm -hmm. piastri and daniel and got back into the race it was another standing start yeah and then they started from the pit lane so which kind of just pretty much ruined their race anyways um, with that long pit straight that or pits. Yeah. The exit pit exit that they had to like catch everybody up and then Oscar right. still had some damage. So the car, the car wasn't like fully ready prepared. to go back yeah, in. So. And, but w one thing that I found very interesting was like right at the beginning of the race, Lando was able to pull into P2. So mm -hmm. then he got to start in second right behind Max yeah. on the restart. So, I felt like it was, for me, it was very exciting to see some wheel-to-wheel -wheel action with Max. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is what it could be like. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, I wasn't dreaming. I knew Max wasn't going <laughs> to lose. I mean, but it was still really awesome to be able to see Lando, like, holding his own and not finishing like minutes behind yeah. Max. <laughs> and I think we're all kind of ready to see, like we know Max is a great driver, right? I mean, he's been racing for years already, yeah. but it's been, I feel like it's been a while since we've got to see him actually like wheel to wheel racing and fighting with the other drivers. So it's kind of like, hmm, you know, do you remember what it feels like? It, you feeling a little <laughs> you know? rusty there, yeah. Max? Yeah, and so we kind of want to see that and really, like, now show us your, mm -hmm. what you can do, mm -hmm. not just, you know, take the lead and yeah, and, and go. So a lot of the coverage was on George and Lewis. So George, so Lewis originally was ahead of George and Perez mm -hmm. and Perez was coming up pretty close on George and George kept radioing in saying like, are we going to work as a team or yeah. like, what's the deal here? <laughs> and Lewis didn't really keep George in that DRS zone mm -hmm. to give him the, the advantage um, that yeah. he needed to stay ahead of Perez. And at the end of the day, Perez had, had more pace. So he passed George and Lewis mm -hmm. and said sayonara for the rest of the race, pretty much. Um, do you think that if they had worked together a little bit more that they could have kept him behind or do you think there was really no way that they were going to be able to, um, I think maybe for a little bit, Lewis seemed to really be like just taking care of the tires mm -hmm. more than, than George. So I think maybe they should have said, okay, well, Lewis is going to have problems with the tires, which they saw on the, during the sprint race. 
So maybe give them that chance and, and just go. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed like they were not having it. And I felt like they were very uh, like unorganized and unprepared. Every mm-hmm. time George would radio in, they were like, we're discussing now. We'll get back to you. I'm like, this is a race. Yeah. Like this is a race, people. It's very quick. Like decisions need to be made mm-hmm. faster than how you're making them. Yeah. And in moments like this, this is where I wish the drivers would kind of just take it into their own hands. I know Um, Like it's the team that's in charge of stuff. But when they're saying like, well, we're talking about it. And if you see opportunities, like if he could have passed Lewis, then go ahead and do it. Like, go for it. And it looked like he was for a little bit. But then, you know, I think the team told him like to back off. Yeah. And that was it. So and I don't know, I feel like for George, that would be like a little bit disappointing, Mm -hmm. you know, and as a team, like it's kind of I don't know kind of like lets you down a little bit and when you think that you could do it and right because Lewis wasn't really doing anything right you know it's not like he was like like they thought that he could catch Lando or anybody else like so yeah I don't know yeah they they were struggling all day on those mediums Mm -hmm. and they just weren't getting anywhere I just don't think the car and the tires were working yeah so yeah. Um, and so- then in the end, Russell ended up um, retiring the car, Yeah, which um, I wonder if it had something to do with him following Lewis so closely in the beginning. But I, don't, I, don't, I think that was something, just an extra surprise that they weren't expecting. So, mm-hmm. so we had several re- retired drivers speaking of. So Joe, Bottas, George, Magnuson, Albon, and of course, Leclerc. Mm-hmm. So six drivers did not finish, yeah. which means that several drivers had an opportunity that's, that I feel like they capitalized well on, including Alpha Tauri. Mm-hmm. I think Sargent unfortunately finished P11, yeah. which just outside the points, I know he'll be taking that to his, uh, his bed tonight, you know, just wondering what if, but yeah, so we had Stroll in fifth, and I think the biggest and best, you know, battle that we had going on had to have been that last lap, the last like yes. five laps, really. <laughs> so, yeah, the battle between Alonso and Perez. What did you think? I loved it. So I good. loved it. I, I love whenever a race finishes with a podium finish like that mm-hmm. where you are literally behind like five one hundredths of a second have they said what the difference was i think it was five one hundredths. really of a second. okay yeah, I, it was, was, I was waiting for that and they never said it yeah and they and actually will pull up we'll put the the photo of the photo finish mm-hmm. on our youtube um so if you do watch on youtube you'll see the photo but they they were so close it was so yeah, so so, so close. good i thought right at the end i thought perez got him but I know I it mean, looked like he did, but mm-hmm. like I the think, angle of the camera, I thought he got him. But yeah, I thought that was like just so good. I mean, the way Alonso drove, like, you know, that kind of shows it's not just about the fast car. It's yeah. about like the how driver. you drive, like you're thinking ahead. I mean, they were showing all of the things that he did 
to kind of keep Perez back. And he was, he's always thinking ahead, like the yes. next turn, what can I do? What's going to happen here? And he like, even talked I... about it on his mm -hmm. interview afterwards. He was like, I saw Perez messed up on turn one. So I thought maybe turn four Yeah, or like, you know, whatever he, he was saying. Yeah. And, and instead it... of taking like the usual line into the turn, you know, he, he went out a little bit cause he wanted to have a better, like take off after the turn. Like it's just, it just goes to show the, the wisdom that an older driver brings mm -hmm. to formula one and he is just like beyond to me i'm i just wish he had a better car to yeah. be able to prove himself again because he's just yeah he's he's it was magical that last yeah night. and that's why like sometimes when you see these fights in the midfield that they just kind of let them through or you know you have the drs and it's just like sometimes it just seems so easy and and i don't want like these younger drivers to just start thinking that way like oh you have the faster car so why am i even gonna fight you right <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not gonna do anything like when they're always saying oh um the fight isn't against him or he's not who you're fighting like you should be fighting every driver on the track mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. regardless of if they have the faster car or not like at least hold them up for three or four laps like yeah. do something you know don't just make it so easy for them yeah and i i like i want them to like get that mentality of like that old school racing like where you're just like not giving up it. and you're fighting until the end yeah yeah i think lando is a great example of that mm -hmm. i do think that lando pushes the car to the limit that he can mm -hmm. you know and really tries to give something in his yeah. fight with max even though most likely he wasn't going to win. It was still really yeah. great wheel to wheel racing for just a couple couple seconds here and there. Mm -hmm. And it's like you get to see it. And that to me means a lot that he's like trying so hard. So we asked you guys um who your driver of the day was. And honestly, it's really, really neck and neck. But most of y'all have voted for Alonso, Lando being second. Yeah. So. And and Lando got the driver of the day. Um Yes. From everybody else, which when I saw that, I was like, what? <laughs> what, what did Lando do? Like, I know. He was just in second the whole time. I know. But for sure, 100%, I think Fernando yeah. should be driver of the day. Yeah, for sure. My driver of the day goes to Alonso. Um, what about your loser of the day? Um, so my loser of the day is going to be Charles and Ferrari. Because they're in that fight with Mercedes and as how we saw Mercedes, how they performed today, they could have really like gained some points on them, which once again, it worked out for them with Russell retiring because mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. last time it was Lewis and Charles again that got disqualified. So I'm going to go with Ferrari. Um, okay. But I also want to say my like team winner of the day is going to be um, Aston Martin because so at the start they had they had a really bad start, like when, when the race started and they mm -hmm. got passed, but they were able to keep those, those, like that position, like obviously what did they start second and third, they started third second and fourth. And, yeah. Third and fourth. Mm -hmm. And they were able to keep fourth like, or third and fifth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I think is really good considering how they've done. And also for Lance, which, yes. you know, maybe people thought going into the race, like, okay, he got lucky with qualifying. What where is he going to end but, up? But I like mean, you, have or... to, you still have to race 71 laps mm -hmm. to be able to. Yeah. And so I think both of them like, yeah. did really, really good for this race. So um, yeah, that's a good winner of the day. Yeah. Um, my loser of the day is going to have to be 
unfortunately, Williams, the mm-hmm. team, because Alpha Tauri, we didn't see this coming. Like they've both scored points this mm-hmm. week. They're pulling ahead. They're very close to pulling ahead of Williams in the in the team championship. So Williams right now has 28 points and Alpha Tauri has 21 points, seven points behind. They have two races. How many races left? Two. Two. Two races left, and it is going to be a fight to the end. And I feel like this week was so unfortunate for mm-hmm. Williams because Albon was out, and yeah. he's really their main point scorer. And that's millions of dollars mm-hmm. for a team to go from like seventh to eighth. Yeah. So they're going to be my biggest loser this week. Although Charles <laughs> definitely would be a biggest loser as well, but it's not by his own fault. Yeah. So I just can't give it to him. <laughs> he's had it hard enough as it is we can't do that we can't do it we just can't um so yeah we've got a pit crew segment today we'll just do it we only have a couple so one that i did want to bring up actually was last week we got a comment on our channel on our youtube channel by alice copenall and she wrote us on our comments so thank you so much alice um and had asked us a few questions Mm -hmm. and i thought we could answer it on here okay so it says okay let's see what's your okay red okay i'm interested to hear what your main focus is aside from the racing red bull set a precedent with their amazing off-track videos and most of the other teams followed up doing more or less the same thing what's your opinion on them and how would you approach it given the chance so i think they're she's talking about like their marketing efforts like on and off Mm -hmm. track red bull's really done a great job i think so my opinion is like red bull sets the standard as far as like marketing is concerned um they have so many extreme athletes and extreme sports that they sponsor outside of just the racing and they're able to really blend that as a brand and i Mm -hmm. love that about red bull um i do think that williams is doing an amazing job as far as marketing outside of track they have all of their fan zone experiences they have really good sponsors. Their sponsor, like Duracell, makes some pretty hilarious <laughs> content. So if you do want to like follow some some fun brands, Duracell's mm-hmm. one. But <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm at as far as like how I would approach it. I would definitely just figure out what your brand is like as a team and kind of lean into it. And Red Bull definitely did with like the extreme sports, and I think Williams did with their sponsors. So would love to see more teams kind of doing that for themselves. Yeah, I agree um, with the Red Bull. I mean, they've been for years, I think, just at the top when it comes to the types of things that they do mm-hmm. and like blending their extreme sports with Formula One. Like, you know, they have the car out on ice or out in the desert. They've um, done donuts like at the top of in in um, Dubai at the top of the I think it's the Burj Al Arab the one that looks like a sailboat they had the car like doing donuts up there which is crazy you know they do all of these things yeah um that kind of blend their whole brand together um and I feel like some of the teams have tried to do like these fun videos and like getting the drivers involved but I feel like it's a little sometimes it comes off like you're trying too hard like to make funny videos by getting the the yeah, guys like, together and doing like at the USGP with the Ferrari drivers. Mm-hmm. Like that was like 
yeah. it was a little silly. <laughs> or like some games that they play. And like, I get what you're trying to do. And like, we want to see the drivers interact together playing these games, but it kind of comes off like you had to do it. Let's yeah. hurry up and film. And so um, I think like maybe some behind the scenes, like on race weekends, like on, you know, maybe their personal YouTube channels or like on reels would be nice to see. Yeah. Them. Cause and they then, don't all have to do like extreme, like Red Bull, you know, yeah. just, I think stay true to your brand. And I think that would be really nice instead yeah. of forcing it. So she also asked, do you think F1 should give more access to content creators when it comes to factual news? I don't think so. <laughs> Not really. I mean, because content creators, I think like you're creating content like kind of on your own, like it should be like your own ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're not really like a media person, like, uh, like an official media journalist type of thing. Yeah. Um, so if you, if they, somebody's wanting to be an actual journal journalist and do like, you know, the real news, then, um, maybe have like a pathway for that. But I think as far as just content creators, I don't think so. Cause a lot of content creators are, this might like sound bad, but I feel like they're just kind of in, into it. Um, just like for themselves, like creating content on their own and growing their own brand. But I mean, that's not, with, a, that's not bad. Yeah, like it's with just something that has own, to do yeah. with formula one, like they like it. Yeah. So, you know, that's what they're doing. So I don't think they necessarily need to give them like more access to formula one and to like and, the actual news and yeah, stuff. Because yeah. Because um, I've seen them like do that sometimes, like sometimes they'll bring some content creators in and nothing really has been created like that you would think, right? You have this like incredible opportunity that mm -hmm. you're back there with the media and all of this stuff. And it just kind of like, okay, where is it? Yeah. And I think there's certain examples of content creators who have seamlessly transitioned into media personalities like Lissy McIntosh. Mm -hmm. I love her. She started out as just like a content creator mm -hmm. and now F1 has like, you know, put their yeah. wings over her and taken her in as like a formal presenter. And I think she did a great job of blending those things. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think every content creator yeah. would be a great fit, but I don't, I don't necessarily agree 100% that like content creators don't deserve more access mm -hmm. i think it I just kind of depends choose, like choose yeah be very like wisely. particular yeah, about like, who they pick and and look at what kind of content they're creating instead of just the numbers right because there's some that i mean they have thousands and thousands of followers does that mean that they should have access to this no does that mean they're create, not creating good content they are and and also f1 related but, but it's not the it informative content be, that mm -hmm. like i think some content creators they focus more on you know, like the news, they, maybe they focus more on Formula One specifically. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're more suited. So like, I think there's certain ones that deserve maybe a little bit more attention from F1, but I don't, I don't know what that would be. And I think that a lot of that has to do with like starting the conversation with them and then kind of figuring out like mm -hmm. how they can weave the two together to be successful. So anyway, thank you so much yeah, for those, your those questions. questions. I like that. Those were really good. Okay. So now we've got a couple more pit crew things and these are just like simple little things. So Stephanie Nudie Hansen, she said, damn Alonzo proven he's still got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. We are very happy about that. <laughs> 
And then our last oh, one. The last one. This one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, great race for Chekel. Sorry. Great race for Chekel. Felt bad for Charles. Happy Lando got second. Driver of the day and fastest lap. Yes. 100%. It was... I think it was such a fun race overall. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, I think out of the many races we've seen this season, this probably is one of my top... Really? Top, like, three or four mm-hmm. races. Okay. So what I was do you thinking think? about that after I'm like, gosh, which top? one is it? I still don't, I still can't decide like which one is like my favorite race of the season, but I think top, I think we'd need to like go back. I mean, this and just... the ending was like just enough for me True, <laughs> to so make true. it one of the best. Yeah. You know? So true. I honestly, maybe I'd go back and pick one that Max didn't win. Just, so, just Singapore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which was also one that was really, really good at the end. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. So that's all we have for you guys today. We don't really have much news. Mm-hmm. So um, let's take a look at the standings now with two yep. races to go. Yeah. So we have Mercedes ahead of Ferrari by 20 points, which pretty much stayed the same now. I think it was 22 before the sprint race and yes. now 20. Um, so they're at 382 and 362. And then Williams, seven points ahead of Alpha Tauri, mm-hmm. which Hopefully is a big, they, big yeah. one for them. Yeah, they're going to be really sweating these next couple races mm-hmm. so and then we have perez ahead of hamilton by 32 points now so 258 to 226 which i think has been like the biggest talking point when it comes to the battle the driver between the drivers yeah. yeah to see who's going to get second do you think you had said lewis was going to get second i know <laughs> i'm gonna end up having to take a take shot, a shot. <laughs> <laughs> but a few of you um also felt that way because we asked yeah and a couple of you said that lewis was gonna get it and you never know we'll but... see you guys are gonna take a shot with me yeah <laughs> and then we have now lewis 28 ahead of fernando so that Fernando's, gap is closer than yeah yeah fernando's not just out of it completely i don't know <laughs> that they're going to be able to continue down this road. I think that might have been a one-off, but maybe that's just me. I, I'm going to go with, I don't think Fernando's going to get, I don't think he's going to pass Lewis, but. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but he's also ahead of Lando by three points. I do think Lando, Lando will end up passing I think so too. Fernando. I think so too. And then just the other two that are kind of close still to Lando and Fernando are Carlos and Charles. Carlos 192 to Fernando's 198 and then Charles is a little further back with 170 which I don't think anything's mm-hmm. really going to happen with that yeah and then for the last ones we have Yuki ahead of Daniel by seven points now which last week after the race was two points yeah so uh mm. we'll see <laughs> we shall see um but yeah I we've got Vegas next what do you think what are you thinking of um, Vegas I, I don't know. <laughs> I think a 12 a.m. race is a little too late. <laughs> yeah, I still don't agree with that for it being in the U.S. It doesn't need that's, to be that late. Like, yeah. it really doesn't. Um, um, but yeah, that's, that's all I have to say for now. <laughs> I think I'll just reserve my opinions until we've seen it. Until after. I think it's going to give it a fair shot. Yeah. I think it's going to look really, really good on tv hopefully the broadcast isn't like all over the place and they're like messing up the shots but i think it's gonna look nice at night all the lights in vegas i will say i'm excited for the grid walk 
Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing. Yeah, I'm like, if you don't stay up, then you, for sure you're watching that in the morning. I know. <laughs> I'm definitely recording all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I will yeah. be watching it as soon as I wake up in the morning at like 5 a.m., y'all. So like, don't get on me. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we're. I'm definitely excited to see what happens. And I'm excited to hear what the drivers think yeah. because all of them have been so excited about a Vegas race. So let's see if it lives up to the hype, peeps. Yeah, let's see. We won't be there. I think but... everyone's kind of just going into it like unknown. Yeah. Even the the teams. So well, we'll there has been some negative um, press around Vegas um, people who are reporting about the construction of like grandstands oh, and yeah. traffic and roads being closed and things like that. So I do feel for the people of Vegas mm-hmm. right now because they are like feeling it. It's a lot that yeah. they're doing and yeah, I mean, covering things and Cut, it's, like cutting it, out trees and, and blocking the windows and the, yeah. like through the overpasses. Yeah. It's, I think it's a lot. I, d- to I have to go through for, for a race. I think it's a lot for people who don't understand the, mm-hmm the amount of money and the amount of like press it brings to a city like Vegas. Not that Vegas really needs it, but like, I think a lot of people who visit Vegas or who love Vegas or who live there are like, why do we need this race here? But I think F1 went a little bit overboard with the whole blocking out windows and and the rooms and restaurants and the bridges because, you know, in Singapore from my hotel, like on Friday, we didn't go to like our grandstand seats because we could watch it literally from our hotel, like um, the lounge that they have outside. And that was like a cool experience, like just to see that. And I mean, imagine if all of these other races that happen to have, I mean, even if they're at night, but like, yeah, like, oh, you're over here. Like you can't, you Mm -hmm. know, like you see in Monaco people from their apartments watching, like, what are they going to do? Block everybody. I think they kind of went a little overboard Overboard. and that's what kind of rubbed people the wrong way. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because they don't do that at other ones. No. So why, why Vegas? Yeah. So we'll see what happens and it's going to be in two weeks. So we will see you guys in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening every single week. We appreciate y'all so much. Please, please, please leave us a five-star rating. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. That would mean the world to us. Yes. And just feel free to leave comments on the videos Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. On YouTube, Instagram. Yeah. Leave us a review on Apple podcasts, like whatever we would really, really appreciate it. And we'll read them. Yes. On the podcast. So anyway, we will see you guys in two weeks. And thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Bye.